Hello and welcome to Retrospection, the podcast where we take an old film or TV show and decide if it's an immortal piece of art or should be taken to the beach and stoned mercilessly. Like Ron. Like Ron. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> sorry, carry on, sorry. It's all right. Uh, my name's Paul and one day I'll show you, I'll show the lot of you. You'll appreciate that one, won't you? Yes, I do appreciate that, yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Chelsea, and you can't turn me on and off like a damn switch. <laughs> you know, Colin says the same thing to me all the time, you know, but... Uh... <laughs> oh, you make me sick. <laughs> I just laughed and laughed at that scene because it was just so silly. For this episode, you probably can tell that we uh, are missing Colin again. It's a nice little break for me. He's, he's decided to uh, t- take a trip somewhere. He won't tell me where, but he's gone somewhere. Uh, so in his place, I'd like to welcome back... Chelsea Moss, hello. Hello, hi. Thank you for having me back. This is your third stint in Colin's chair now. Are you, are you a sucker for punishment or are you just being kind to us? Yeah, yeah I'm a glutton for punishment. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you uh, you pay well. <laughs> I'll that's... get my paycheck at the end of the month. <laughs> right, well, that's news to me, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I got one. I'm still waiting for the others, you know. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, it's like Peter Cushing in Morecambe and Wise. You know, you're That's you're gonna it. keep pestering me for it, but it's yeah, you might have a long way. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for coming back. I hope that the um, I'd like to apologise if there's any odd stains on Colin's chair because you know he's got issues sometimes, and so I'm sure you'll cope. Yeah, I did. I did notice, but I wasn't yeah. gonna say anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Best not to say. He, he gets embarrassed. <laughs> I've just thrown a blanket over it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's a thick one. Uh, yeah. He'll hate this. He'll hate it. So, (laughs) on this episode, uh, there is a reason why you wanted to come back for this episode. We're going to be discussing the film Crucible of Terror from 1971. That's right. Starring Ronald Lacey, amongst others. I knew there was a reason. Um, Yeah. So IMDb says, an obsessed sculptor kills a young woman to make a perfect sculpture of her. Years later, at his secluded home, a number of people become trapped in a web of revenge, murder and horror. That's pretty much bang on there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that just hits the nail on the head right there. That's what happens. So do you want to give us the cast list, Chelsea? I certainly will. I certainly will. We've got Mike Raven, of course, plays Victor Clare. I'm, I'm um, sure. I'm sure he, we'll discuss Mike Raven at length f- through this. Absolutely, he is. He is the film, isn't he? <laughs> it's his film. Yeah. So he's the he's the obsessed sculptor. Mm-hmm. And then we've got the two heroes. We've got James Bolan, mm-hmm. absolutely wonderful, and then uh, Ronald Lacey as well. And so James Bolan is James Bolan is John Davis, and he is a an art collector. Mm-hmm. And he is, well, I mean, we'll find out as we go along in the film, but he basically goes to see Mike Raven's son in the film, but played by Ronald Lacey, says, come on, come up to our little our little cottage hideaway there, and that's when all the fun starts. <laughs> fun, yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah, absolute, just epic fun. And then we've got, other, car- other cast is Mary Maud. Mm-hmm. She plays Millie. We've got Betty Alberge, John Arnott. I'll just talk a little bit, just at the beginning, about James Bolan. Mm-hmm. Um, he and Ronald Lacey were friends in real life. They were very good friends. Oh. And they, I haven't been in touch with James Bolan yet. I, I might 
uh, you know, it might come up. I might be able to. I ho- I'm hoping to. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, you know, open he is with talking to weird people like me. <laughs> and um, yeah, but they were friends in real life. Rebecca was telling me that they actually owned a racehorse together. Oh, really? They did. Yes, and I don't really know much more than that, except it probably didn't do very well. <laughs> I mean, but but they did they did have a racehorse together. They were both interested in that kind of thing, and yeah, they were sort of very similar. In their personalities, mm-hmm. they're very private. You know, they weren't really, you know, fame hunger people. And yeah, they were they were good friends. James Bowen, we should say, for anyone who's not familiar with him, he's probably best known for over in the UK for the Likely Lads, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just so nice to see them in a in a film together. Absolutely, yeah. It's funny yeah. that it's funny that um, uh, Ron. Is playing because I'm guessing that they're supposed to be around about the same age, Bolam and, yeah. and and Lacey. So, um, yeah. but he's playing uh, Mike Raven's son in it, and th- there yeah. doesn't seem to be that much of an age gap, really. Does there? Not enough to be father and son, I don't think. Uh, possibly not. I'm not sure how old uh, Mike Raven was in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I mean, I guess I guess Ron did. Oh, he always looked young. He always looked younger. Yeah, he did have one of those faces, didn't he? He's quite, he's kind of, yeah. kind of cheruby, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> and he was just kind of always like that. Yeah, yeah, but I think I think Mike Raven just kind of had an old appearance as well. He always kind of looked old. Yeah, he's a, he's a strange guy, Mike Raven, wasn't he? he I was believe a, so. Yeah, he was a pirate radio station DJ um, for yeah, a long time, wasn't he? As a, yeah, he's not, he's listed as being a DJ. And then he had he, he had some interest in the occult, and he wanted to become a horror movie star. And it didn't really work out. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, it really didn't. I, I think um, acting is not one of his major talents. No, not at all. Um, I'm yeah. sure there's there's plenty of um, scenes in this movie that illustrate that, and I'll talk about yeah. them when, when they come along. Um, it didn't work out to the point where didn't he? I think he actually financed this film, didn't he? He did, he did, and uh, what was the other one called that he did that Ron was in? Uh, Disciple of Death? That's the one, that was particularly dreadful. I I did read that that film was described by one critic as incoherent. Yeah, it really is, it's just a complete mess. That's not something you you want to put on the poster, is it? No, I mean, Ron, you know, does his best, he always did in, in those kind of awful films that he did every night you know they all do think now and again all mm-hmm. the actors they just make absolute turkeys of films and that one was particularly bad and um you know ron just kind of does it you know completely without irony <laughs> he just he just gets on with it but and in this one it's not too bad you've got like judy matheson and she's just fantastic she's a lovely lovely lady and you've got James Bolam and Ronald Lacey. I mean, those two just really kind of carry the film. It's great. You know, De- it's definitely. not too bad. It's just kind of Raven himself is just kind of... He's the weakest he, link. He, he is the weakest link and he's not supposed to be. Yeah, well, I've got I've got a um, something that I'll talk about at the end. I've, I've got an idea that would have made this film a little bit stronger, I think. But we'll, we'll talk about it as we go okay. through. Um and we should say Judy Matheson, yeah, you say that she's lovely, she is. We interviewed her a couple of years ago on, on the podcast and it, we had such a good time talking to her. Um, yeah. it, it was an absolute pleasure. She's got so many stories as well. Yeah, Judy has been an absolute lifeline for me um, about Ron. Mm-hmm. And she just has, you know, just like everybody else who knew Ron, just has just nothing but nice things to say about him. 
um, and she said he just Ron just it just made the whole experience so much fun because he just made people laugh all the time. He, he does look like in this movie that he has enjoyed himself, but then he kind of looks like that in all the films he's in, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, he always he, he just he got on with everything. He, he did it all so well, and he enjoyed everything he did. Uh, and yeah. you, what you said about um, you know making movies that, that are always necessarily going to be um, great. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. He, he's a jo- he was a jobbing actor, but he's one of those well, people. I think there's a famous quote. I can't remember who said it. It might have been Peter Cushing or Christopher Lee who said that mm-hmm. he he'd made a lot of bad movies, but he'd never given a bad performance in them. Yeah, and I think that yeah. applies to Ron as well. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it just, I mean, you know, like I said, him and James Bolan were just great in the movie. Yeah. Uh, we okay. should we, we should say as well that the film was written by uh, Ted, I think it's Hooker and Tom Parkinson, and it was directed by Ted Hooker as well. I don't. I had a look at his IMDb. He's not done a lot. This guy, so no, I can't imagine that anybody. No, no, carry on. No, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, he hasn't done. A, there's not a lot on his CV, there, is there? No, there's not. There's not. I've just looked up here. Betty Alberge. She plays Victor's wife, and. Um, uh, Michael's mum, Ronald mm-hmm. Lacey's mum in the film. Mm-hmm. She's got quite a quite a good career. This, this she did have quite a good career. She was in Coronation Street. Um, let me see. Um, and she had an, a fling. She was it. Who did she play Coronation Street? She played Florrie Lindley All right. in Coronation Street from the first episode. Oh wow! Okay. okay. And she, her character had a fling with Frank Barlow, who was Ken, who was Ken Barlow's dad in Coronation Street. That's going yeah, back some time, of, isn't it? Yeah, that was one of her big storylines. Yeah, so that that's that lady there with, with the pigtails in Crucible of Terror. You just wouldn't think, would you? <laughs> it's a great performance in this that she gives. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's yeah, she's very very well established. Yeah. Great. Okay, so let's let's get out into it. So we open yeah. with Mike Raven's character, Victor Clare, and he's kind of making a what I would say a human sculpture out of a woman. He's pouring hot—is it lead or bronze onto her? It's some kind of something, and that actress is uh, Mimi Lai. Oh. Mimi Lai. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce that name. And she was a she was born in Burma in 1952. Okay. Um, yeah, moved to England um, and worked as an actress on and off, and she she didn't do an awful lot, but yeah, that's her. Well, she she gets immortalised in in metal in this film. It's kind of a arts and craft meet occult ceremony combo going on. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It's, I think it was well shot. It's quite atmospheric. It's it, it does yeah. its job. Yeah, it's quite a shocking start to the film, isn't it? It it's is. It is. Yeah, a bit of a. Whoo. Uh, and then we go straight. We go straight to the credits with a good uh, music score by uh, Paris Rutherford. It's it's kind of of its time. This music, you know, it's very it's very Hammer esque, isn't it? It's yeah, it's that, of its time, isn't it? This film is trying to be um, like a Hammer movie, isn't it? I think. Yeah, of course yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. And then we see John played by James Bolam, and he's at uh, an art exhibition, and his benefactors yeah. are there. Uh, they're a married couple. The wife's played by Melissa Striebling, who I remember most as Mina in the first Hammer Dracula. She, yep. She was Mina Holmwood in Dracula. That was in 1958. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she plays this character as if she's kind of attracted to, to John, right? I thought. 
Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit flirty. She's a bit flirty. I mean, you can't blame her. Flirty. Her husband must be about twenty years her senior. Yeah, I think he's the most northern man who's ever lived. <laughs> I wrote the exact same thing. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's uh, he's extremely northern, and he's uh, he's a bit like her dad. I thought it was her dad at first. Yeah, it is kind of like her dad, isn't he? Yeah. Um, we we can say this stuff because we're both northern, but he he. <laughs> He couldn't be any more northern if he had a cloth cap on and a whippet down his trousers, could he? I mean, he's... Yeah, yeah. He's... Uh, <laughs> exactly. He's painful. <laughs> he looked a bit like he had a whippet down his trousers. He did a bit. He did a bit, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And uh, taken by a, a piece of sculpture, which um, is basically a naked woman cast in bronze. And I'm guessing that this is this supposed to be the woman that we saw just just before being made? Yeah. It's the same woman, isn't yeah, it? And, yeah. Yeah, and he desperately wants that sculpture. He does, but he doesn't know why. Yeah, he's just uh, um, um, psychological, just, just parapsychological. What, what am I trying to say? He's, he's, <laughs> he's drawn to it. He's drawn to this sculpture. You, I had a flashback then. You, you sounded like Colin at one o'clock in the morning when he's had a few. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get his words out. <laughs> I feel like I've had a few. What, what's the word I'm trying to say? Um, Parasy- para- parapsychal. Uh, Hang on. Uh, he's, he's having a, a, it's like a phenomenon. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> Something. You're never going to have me back, are you? <laughs> I don't know either. So, you know. All right, okay. We're both okay, floundering. so he, he, he wants this sculpture and he gets all northern about it. He gets very northern then, about uh, it, yes. Yeah, and he gets even more northern when he says you can't have it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... He's, he's, is it a Yorkshire Northern accent that he's doing? I think so. Is it? Because <laughs> I don't think he's Lancashire. So. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing. Uh, but then, then there's a commotion over in the corner and a drunk knocks over a tray and it's the artist's son, Michael, and this is Ron, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, and he, he was definitely acting because Ron didn't drink in real life. I think you said on on the previous when we when we talked to you on the previous episode because yeah. he, he he played a lot of roles that were kind of like this didn't he and you think that's where yeah. that kind of all those rumours came from that that kind of just stuck be. yeah it must be he people still say to me now oh you know he was known for you know he died young he abused his body all the alcohol I said he didn't drink mm-hmm. his family and friends who knew him very you know his friends who knew him very well said he never he couldn't drink because of his ulcerative colitis he couldn't do it. Um, but yeah, he plays drunk very well. I mean, he he was good friends with like um, Peter O'Toole and mm-hmm. John Thor and Ian Hendry, and I think that's just kind of he just got like sort of cast in with with those chaps. And then when he died young, it just yeah. kind of put two and two together and came out with five. Especially hanging out with people like Ian Hendry and um, yeah. Peter O'Toole. I mean, that's that yeah. that's gonna you know osmose itself onto you a little bit isn't it you know absolutely yeah and he he i think he owned he owned another racehorse with peter o'toole or they wanted to i believe anyway yeah oh brilliant um yeah i suppose it's a it's a testament to the fact that he was always convincing in in the parts that he played that 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 they stuck but then again you don't go around calling him a nazi do you you know that and he was very good in raiders so you know yeah he was yeah but his face didn't melt off (laughs) you know that was all well you know he had a face and he didn't drink not, so, none of it's real. Yeah. It's all fake. None it's of all... it's real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's just a good actor. Yeah. Yeah. It, it turns out that um, the artist, Victor, he lives in a secluded... Um, it's, a, it's a cottage, isn't it? And his son, Michael, 
has been providing the pieces of art that um, John's been putting into this exhibition, but he's been doing it a little bit shadily, hasn't he, behind his back? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit dodgy. I don't think Daddy knew how much he was taking, no. or if he knew any of it. Yeah. Gotta say, when we see, when we do see the cottage, though, it's not that big a cottage. How did he not know that things were going missing? <laughs> and how was he getting them out? <laughs> Daddy's trouser legs. I mean, what was he doing? With the whippet. Yeah. How did he get that? How did he get that massive sculpture of that woman out without him knowing? Maybe, maybe he must have had a shed. A shed? <laughs> on <laughs> wheels? <laughs> got a shed on yeah, wheels. All right. Yeah, he, he must have had a little, I don't know, he must have just put him in back at car or just had a van or something. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't know. This film. Maybe he got Marcia to distract him while he did it. Well, yeah, she's very distracted. She is very distracted, yes. We'll get to that. Um, yeah. And Michael has... Uh, he, well, he said he's got a difficult relationship with his dad, to say the least. Yeah. We got to Millie. Yes. And she's looking at some clothes in a market stall, and she's being stalked by some strange guy that we never see again, right? Yeah, it's kind of where she buys the she buys a kimono. She does, but who's this guy that's following her? I is it the ghost of the? Go on. <laughs> Go on. I mean. <laughs> Is it? Maybe it's just the market stall holder. I'm is wondering he? if he's... Yeah, no, he's definitely not. Maybe it's some sort of psychic phenomenon thing where she then buys the kimono because of him. Okay. All right. I don't know any other explanation, really, because all of a sudden she buys the kimono after he's been looking at her. And it is the kimono that the the lady um, that turned got turned into a sculpture was wearing before she got turned into a sculpture, isn't it? Uh, we, yeah, we, yeah yes. we believe that it is because mm-hmm. yeah. that's what she threw on the floor. Yeah. That's right. Okay. So um, John needs to get hold of more of Victor's art to pay back his benefactors, the the yeah. um, the, the northern fellow, the northern fellow and his wife. Yeah. Daughter. And he, <laughs> daughter. Wife, <laughs> daughter. Might be. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, it was the seventies. Yeah, okay. You know. Um, I'm not, I'm just, yeah, okay. <laughs> and then he, he and Michael hatch a plan, don't they, to go and see uh, Victor, and they, they're going to try and offer to pay for more of his work this time. Mm. And, Ma- uh, yeah, he's not an easy man to get on with, He's Michael not. says. He's he can, not. He can be a little bit nasty, yeah. Uh, and, and I've heard that about the actor as well, but we'll get to that as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Michael is reluctant, saying that his dad is, as you say, his volatile character. But yeah. they they got to see him at the remote. They decide that they're going to go and see him at the remote family home that weekend. And they take Millie, who I presume it's never really said, but I'm guessing that she's John's girlfriend, isn't she? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering which which one is the blonde one. Is that Jane? That's Jane, is who's that, Michael's that's sister. Michael's wife. Michael's sister. wife. No, I think she's his wife. I think you're right. Yeah. It's all a bit no, vague, isn't it? Yeah. No, she's not his sister. No, she's his wife. She's his um, wife. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, Millie, yeah. I think, is John's partner, girlfriend. I thought I thought they were married, but it could be girlfriend. It, it, it's a good thing that she's not his sister, considering when I just remembered what Victor tries to do to her later in, in, in the film. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that wouldn't be good, because then he would be her dad, and that would yes. just not be right. No, so he's definitely, <laughs> definitely um, the wife. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. this is unravelling, isn't it? Later that night... 
Um, Northern Man, he breaks back into the exhibition because he's so obsessed with that sculpture. Yeah, as as Northern as I tend to be. We do, we, we are. Yeah, we love a sculpture, yeah. don't we? Love a good sculpture. We do, and you love a good, uh, you love a good theme of a of a sculpture. Tell you, next time I'm back in Wigan, I'll be taking that one of um, what's his name, George Formby, that's in the town centre. That's mine. That. That's coming home with me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's your psychology. That's your psychology. That's your phenomenon. That's right. Do you yeah. re- do you think he's inside that? Like like in this movie, do you reckon George Formby's inside that sculpture? <laughs> you don't know, do you? You don't know. I have to look into that. I am- I, I kind of hope that he is, but in another way, I hope that he isn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know when it comes home with me. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll look into it. How are you going to get it out without people seeing you? You'll have to put it in a van. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll do whatever Ron did in this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Up my jumper, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> God. So he broke... Sort of you had just, like, walk alongside it, you know, and, like, sort of... Yeah, like, I don't know. It's like you, you sort of you have to hide it behind you and then just kind of walk with it alongside you. Yeah, and nobody'll know. Well, if I put a big overcoat on it, I could say it's my dad. Yeah, there you, you know. go. He just doesn't. Yeah. He just doesn't say a lot, you know. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't say a lot, and he looks yeah. a bit, you know. Funny colour. <laughs> Stony face. Yeah, yeah. it's got a bit green, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, but dude. but Northern Man is murdered. Now. What was that? Yeah. I think it's a, we're getting a bit sidetracked now. Oh, don't worry. It's, it's, it's yeah. par for the course on here, I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Northern Man is murdered for his trouble, though, by someone puts a plastic bag over his head. Who is that? Who did that? Why? I'm guessing it's the same guy that was that we were talking about was following um, Millie. Millie on the market. Yeah. Yeah, with, with the shades. It, it's almost like there's there's some kind of connected tissue between certain things in this film that's not there anymore, isn't it? Like, yeah. like either they, they couldn't afford to film it, like the stuff that they had to lose from the script that they maybe they were up against time, or but it seems like there's stuff yeah. missing, doesn't it? Yeah, I think I think all the budget went on that first scene with that lovely sculpture of that woman, and then the rest <laughs> of it was just you know. <laughs> Well, yeah. consi- considering that Mike Raven put most of the budget into it himself, then, yeah. you know, which shows... You know, a fiver. Yeah. A fiver here and a fiver there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should have asked uh, Judy how much she got paid for this movie, but it's impolite to ask yeah. about, about cash, isn't it? You know? um, yeah. So they drive up to... The group drive up to the country to see Victor. And there's some great uh, Cornish locations in this film. I will say that about it. It looks great. Yeah. The outdoor yeah. stuff. Look cold, though, yeah, doesn't it? There's, there's a lovely scene with um, I don't know, lovely scene. There's a great scene with uh, Ron and James Bolam just sort of talking. Is it by some some ruins or something? Is it is it by? Yeah, near the abandoned tin mine. I think it is, isn't it? That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, that's a really good scene. I like that one between those two because they were just they were just fine actors and just a joy to watch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, the film then carries on after that scene. So. <laughs> there's, a, there's a few, there's a couple of good scenes in this. You know, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about it. I know. I shouldn't. I shouldn't bash it too much. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's not. Put that on the poster. It's not that bad. Um, <laughs> it's not that. Bad. It's not that bad. We meet. <laughs> it'll be re- right. I can remember. I remember. I haven't been down south too long. You know. Uh, we. <laughs> We meet uh, we meet Claire's mother, who is played as you say she's played magnificently broken, isn't she? By um, yeah. Be- Betty Alberge, you said is her name. Yeah, Be- Betty Alberge, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
It's great performance. She is, um, yeah, she's convincingly sort of docile, isn't she? Like I, she's sort of, yeah. like, you know, infantized. You know, she's um, got a little teddy bear that mm -hmm. she carries around with her and infuriates Victor by taking it to the table. We, we do find out later, though, that, that she's not as out of it as we think she is, is she? She kind of knows yeah. what's going on, doesn't she? But we'll, we'll get yeah, there. She knows more than she lets on. She does. Yeah, and I think she's she's quite friendly with the uh, the chap there that lives with them, Victor's friend. Bill. 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 Now, does he live with them, or does he just drop round all the time? I think he just pops round occasionally and stokes, yeah. stokes the furnace yeah. for Victor, doesn't he? Occasionally, yeah. as we find out. Yeah, and he sort, of, he sort of looks after her, and I think we kind of get the impression that those two were in love. Quite some time ago, and yeah, they had a thing. Stepped in and yeah, yeah, and swooped her off her feet, mm -hmm. and yeah, you know, wanted to paint her and all that. But that that's later on in the film. Yeah, we also then we meet Marcia, uh, played by Judy Matheson, who's modelling for Victor in his studio. Um, she's Judy's great in this film because she's so dismissive and aloof of everyone else mm -hmm. in it, isn't she? Yeah, she's fabulous. Wonderful screen presence as always. You get a sense from her character that she's using everyone here and it's all frightfully amusing to her. Mm. You know, the dynamics between like, everybody. Yeah, like she's almost as sort of nasty as Victor. Yeah, and in fact, I would say she's nastier than Victor, but uh, again, yeah. that, I've got, a, I've got a, um, an idea that I'm going to talk about at the end that I think would have made this film work better, as I said, and we'll okay. get to it. Um okay. It's a less than happy re reunion between Michael and Victor, you've got to say. Uh, Michael tells John about, uh, as you said, about the, the scene with the haunted tin mine that's nearby. And about, yeah. and about as he refers to the, and this is the, the, the lady from the, that's got turned into the bronze statue. He refers to Victor's Japanese bird. Japanese bird. <laughs> well, they've all got one, haven't they? They have. They must have. They must have. They must all have a Japanese bird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and apparently the, the Japanese bird is, is she's the person that got Victor involved with um, a kind of a strange, weird occult movement that, that she yeah. was into. Yeah, it's all down to her. She kind of like brought it on herself, really. I mean, I'm not victim blaming or anything, but, you know, she's, yeah. <laughs> she never thought she was going to be turned into a statue, did she? <laughs> Millie goes for a walk and is frightened by someone throwing stones at her. So much so that she nearly falls off a cliff. That's when that's when um, James Bolam kind of says, you know, what on earth are you doing here? You shouldn't be out on your own. These cliffs are very high. Because women in the 70s couldn't look after themselves. No, not at all. No, I've seen no, a Sweeney. Either, yeah, yeah they, either, they either became statues, bringing it on themselves, <laughs> or they fell off cliffs. You know what she needed? She needed a good northern man like that other guy. He just sorted her out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, who was throwing the stones, by the way? I don't know the man in the shades. He's there, is he? It could, it could have been. It could have been. Is it Marcia or Marcia? Mar it could have been Marcia, couldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. it could be her because she seems to like throwing stones. She seems to, although yeah. although she she's not very good at it. But yeah, I think Judy no, would be the first not. to admit that she's not very good at it, wouldn't she? She said that she she said she laughs at that scene so much because of how bad her throwing is. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know who was throwing the stones at Ron, but it wasn't her. <laughs> it works yeah. when you cut it together, though, doesn't it? Yeah, very, very, very clever editing, especially for back then. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we get another another good scene, um, and it's the dinner scene 
Um, oh, yeah. We meet um, Kenneth Keelan playing Bill, who's, we say, he's Victor's friend. And um, there's a great sense in this, isn't there, that, that everybody in this house is a bit sort of off-centre and a bit and a bit strange. And there's a fake pleasantness to everything, isn't there? There's a lot of tension brewing. There is a lot of tension. And Marcy just yeah. sits at the table in a robe. And yeah. she, she's not pretending to be nice to anybody, though, is she? She's just... No. It's almost like, you know, it's almost like she's kind of moved in. You know, she's... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she's sort of his girlfriend, I would say, Victor's girlfriend, not just a model. Yeah, uh, but the look on, on, on her face as she's watching everyone else, she's it's just like you're all utter just beneath me, aren't they? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, she's on the arm of this wonderful sculptor who's, mm -hmm. you know, a, quite possibly a, a, a psychopath, you know, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, she just looks so bemused about everything. And Victor's just passively, aggressively insulting everybody, isn't he? Yeah. Around this he does. table. Very, very pleasant. Lovely to see you all, but I hate you all. Get out. <laughs> so, so now that we've, we've, we've got this first proper scene with Mike Raven, I suppose it's as good a time as any. Um, we don't rate him much, do we? I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting that vibe from you, and I think I'm giving that I, vibe off. I don't know a lot about the man except sort of negative things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he wasn't particularly pleasant or easygoing, like easy to be around. He wasn't very easy to work with. Mm -hmm. I, I, I believe he was. I believe he was very sort of insufferable. Was the word used? He does come across that way. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And just from his performance in this movie, as we said, he's definitely the weakest link, which is a disadvantage for your main <laughs> villain in a movie, isn't it? Uh, yeah, because you kind of need it to work, and it ain't working. He, he sounds like he's reading his lines for the first time, like he's he's not actually read yeah. the script before. There's no yeah. there's no gravitas to anything that he says or does, is there? It it might. I think the script might have just been on like a little piece of paper next to the camera, and he was just kind of like auto cue, but not any auto cue, <laughs> just a bit of paper, you know. Stuck, stuck to it. things, yeah. Little notes yeah. stuck to things, yeah. The back yeah. of other actors' heads and things like that. Um, <laughs> when he tries to do something like tack. with a bit of blue tack, yeah, a bit of blue tack, it's a yeah. When he tries to do something a bit weighty as well, he, he, I find it all a bit comical because he's he's not got a voice that 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 works. He's, there's no he has, you he know. has the worst speaking voice <laughs> of any man in film. <laughs> it's you not know, great. It's it's not great, yeah. He just sounds like there's a few cotton cotton balls at the back of his throat or he something. Does. It just it just doesn't work. Yeah. Does. Um, I think I think he think he thinks of himself. I, I get the feeling he thought of himself as another Christopher Lee. Oh definitely. You definitely get that vibe yeah. from him, don't you? Yeah. But, yeah. I mean he wasn't even Christopher Biggins. <laughs> you know, it just it just does not it just doesn't work. <laughs> Christopher Biggins in this role would have been great. That would have been actually pretty marvellous, yeah. But I believe he's just as insufferable as him. Oh, so is he? All right. <laughs> I've never contacted Christopher Biggins. I know they were. He was in porridge with Ron, but I've just sort of skipped that mm -hmm. one. I ain't bothering. Yeah. Okay, all right. Um, but anyway, yeah. So um, Christopher Lee, he is not, and Christopher Lee would have been so great in this film. Oh yeah, that that could have left everything as it was, and it would have played out beautifully with Christopher Lee in it. Yeah. 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 
But because we are stuck with Mike Raven, this is where I <laughs> I think well, I'm going to talk about. I think the the, the thing that's going to fix this film is is to spin the relationship on the head between Victor and, and um, Marcia's character. Um, yeah. Marcia's she should have been the villain of this movie. I think mm-hmm. there, there should have been a twist that it wasn't because yes. you don't see who's making the sculpture in, at the beginning and you don't see who's killing people or any of that, do you? And I know the twist later is that it's not its not even Mike Raven. Mike Raven's character no. did, did the sculpture, but it's not Mike Raven that's doing the killing. Um, you no. You could have kept that the same. Keep the main um, person doing... So you make, you make the person making the sculptures Marcia, not Mike yeah. Raven's character, but you make the audience yeah. think it's Mike Raven's character. Yeah. You keep the same outcome. It's still going to be how it turns out, that, uh, who, yeah. who is doing the killing. So she's possessed with a kimono. Yeah. The kimono girl, so maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's Marcia that ends up getting getting killed by the possessed person at the end of the movie instead of Mike but Raven. You Marcia, just flip it. But Marcia is the one who is actually killed the other people. No, no, no. You, you can leave everything as it is. But but just okay. just make it that make you think that it's Victor that's that's doing the sculpting, but it isn't Victor that's been doing the the the, the oh, human sculpting. Okay. It's Marcia because Marcia's yeah. really she's really the villain of the of the movie, and Mike Raven's oh, character yeah. is just a bit of a red herring. That would have worked, I think. Yeah, yeah. You could have kept yeah. everything else I mean, the same, but just changed those. Be... Yeah. Yeah, that would be a definite. It's sort of like we. I think we're in an age of, of twists, aren't we? Mm. I think we, that kind of when I start to watch a film or something like a horror or something, you always think, okay, what's the twist? Yeah, definitely. Is it her? Is it them? Really? Are they, are they all ghosts? Are they all mm-hmm. just? Are they all? Are they all in statues? Are they all been made into statues? Are they all? You know, you just. <laughs> <laughs> What, what is the twist? Yeah, so... Um, so then you've got, you've got two twists then, haven't you? you? If you did it that way. You've got the twist that it's not Mike Raven that's been doing the, the sculpting. It's it's Marcia. And then you've yeah. also got the twist that we that we still have with with the possession of, of the other girl and she's the one that's been taking revenge. Yes. Because yeah? that did... I mean, I, didn't, I watched the film and I honestly had no clue who was doing the killing. Yeah, I'd forgotten, to be honest with you. Until it happened, because yeah. it's been a couple of years since I'd seen this as well, and I'd forgotten yeah. who, who the killer was. I remember when I watched it, I went, "Oh, it's her, is it?" And then I, that was my reaction. The problem <laughs> is, there's there's long periods where nothing happens in this film, so you kind of you kind of dr- I wouldn't say drift, but you kind of tune out a little bit, don't you? Yeah, I mean, you could call it a slow burner. You, you could, or, you could, or or just or just slow, <laughs> just slow. <laughs> Again, put it on a poster. Uh, <laughs> so so uh, Victor shows John and Millie some of his paintings, which John is very impressed with. Very. And, and very. And Millie is taken aback by uh, this urn that she notices on the mantelpiece, and he tries to give it That's to her. Yeah. But she freaks out and runs away. Yeah, it's another psychical, psychological, psychic thing. You might get that word right by the end of the episode, yeah, Chelsea. I might. Yes. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, it's a, it's a psychic thing. Yeah. Yeah, like like the northern guy in that statue. It's <laughs> Millie with this urn, and she she there's some sort of connection with her and this urn, and she becomes very frightened. That's and right. Away. Victor confides in Jane that he's getting tired of Marcia. Although I don't understand how anyone could get tired of Marcia, but yeah, yeah, and probably because tr- she's slowing him up. Because she's what? Because she's showing him up, maybe. Because she's, you know, I don't know. 
I guess so. Maybe she's cleverer than him, and he's, he's, you know, getting a bit tired of it. And he can't deal with her, can he? Yeah, I get the impression that he's been after Jane for quite some time. So you you think she's... said at the beginning of the film, when he was talking to James Bolam's character, Mm -hmm. he said something about he fancies Jane, or something like that, that he's been after her, or something like that. Do you, do you not think that Marcia has been given in to Victor then? Do you think she's kind of like stringing him along? Yeah, definitely. Right, okay. All right. It's, the, it's the other way around. She's playing him for a fool, not, yeah. the, not the other way. Not the way he is used to women. Yeah, okay. He's got the upper hand for whatever reason. See, that's interesting, but you have to you have to read between the lines yourself, don't you? Because mm-hmm. none of this is in the film. <laughs> no, no, none of this is explained. No. Yeah, nobody really cares. Um, so Victor, as I say, confides in Jane that he's getting tired of Marcia, and he tries to get Jane to model for him, and he's a bit creepy about it, isn't he? Very creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we get another good scene, counting the three now we've had, um, between Michael and um, Marcia. This uh, is my favourite scene in the whole film. I thought it might be, yeah. Absolutely brilliant, because Ron did creepy so well. Yeah, she finds him lurking in her bedroom, doesn't she? Yeah, with no light, with the, with the lights off, mm-hmm. and she's looking for a cigarette. And, yeah. and he's clearly attracted to her, but she's repulsed yeah. by him, isn't she? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, Ron is Ron was so good at playing repulsive, creepy characters, just the opposite <laughs> of him in real life. Yeah. He was so good at that. <laughs> yeah. He played creepy so well, and the scene is just so, ugh. It is, it is. And, yeah. and Ju- Ju- you've got to say that Judy plays a cracking mean girl, doesn't she? I mean, she's just... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just plays out so well between them, and you, you, you wouldn't guess that they were such good friends, you know. No, 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 no. Again, it's, it's, yeah. just, it's just good performance all around. Yeah. Um, in a mediocre it's movie. It's fun to watch as well. It is, it is. Yeah. We cut to a, a strange ceremony going on, someone in a mask tipping blood onto somebody. And then we yeah, find out it's, it's a dream. Millie wakes up screaming. Yeah, yeah. I wondered what was going on watching this scene. I thought, where the hell did this all come from? Yeah, so did I. Yeah, so it's, did like I. She's, it's like she's having a vision of what had been happening. There was the urn mm-hmm. filled with blood, and mm-hmm. she's sort of having, um, you know, psychic visions. Look, I suppose, look, looking back at it then, with the kimono and then the, the, the hints with the dream and everything that's going on, yeah. um, it, it is... It is foreshadowed what happens, so we can't say that it, that in that respect it's badly written because it isn't. Not in that respect. It's just <laughs> you can't say we weren't told it were a pile of crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop it, Chelsea! It, it, it's, um, a, it's a reasonably it's a reasonably good script, but but executed me- mediocrely, yeah. I would say. Yeah, and I'm being yes. I'm being charitable there. Um, yeah, the, the funding wasn't great, and I mean they've got some pretty good. We keep going over this, don't we? We've, they've got some pretty good actors in. Mm-hmm. Well, very good, very good actors in. Um, but yeah, it does. It just sometimes just doesn't work. Um, sorry. So yeah, carry on. So she has the dream. With she the has the dream. It, filled with blood. Uh, and Millie confides to John that she's a bit creeped out by Victor. Yeah. Uh, and then we get. He had his hand on her leg. He had his hand on her leg. For, it, that, for that, for some time, does she say he had his hand up that's for right. the whole of dinner time or something? He does that a lot, does though, he? doesn't he? Have you noticed that? Yeah, He's always touching legs in this movie. Yeah, 
Yeah, and her husband, or James Boland, just sort of laughs and says, well, you know, you're very pretty, what do you expect? I mean, that's what this is what we're dealing with in yeah. this film, so, yeah. You've got to say that James Boland's character, he he does border on, um, his attitude to it is he's not right, is it, really? And he gets worse later when he's yeah, kind of just yeah. saying to her, just go along with it, you're going to ruin things yeah, for me. Yeah, just go along with it and distract him while I try and make a bit of money. Oh, that's all right then. Yeah. 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 Well, it was the 70s. It was the 70s, yeah. You know how many times we say that on the podcast, Chelsea? It was the 70s or it was the 80s, you know? (laughs) All the time. Yeah. I mean, you've got this film with these beautiful ladies in them, you know, Judy Matheson Mm -hmm. and... And then you've got Ronald Lacey and James (laughs) Ball. Yeah. (laughs) And Mike (laughs) Wynn. Sorry, no, no offense to uh, uh, those guys there. No, no offense, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know. I see where you're going. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. The um, and then we get Michael drunkenly ranting and raving at Jane. Um, yeah. We've said it a million times, but he, he, he's so good in it. Um, yeah. And Jane says that she's leaving, but Victor catches her on the stairs and decides uh-huh. to. And she decides to sit for him instead, out of the blue. Yeah, I was. So she was spiting. She was spiting Michael, wasn't she? She did it out of spite. I will right. sit for him because that's going to really make him mad. Right. Um, yeah, and then he, 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 Victor tries to seduce her, but she rebuffs him. Yeah. He touches her leg <laughs> again. And <laughs> well, she's very pretty. So. She is. She is. Yeah. Th- this again, his reaction when she rebuffs him. And he, 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 he's oh, like a little kid. It's terrible. It's terrible, isn't oh. it? You, she turns him on and off like a damn switch. <laughs> and it just it just tickled me. It really did. But but Mike Raven's um, performance, it, it, it's, it's... Weak would be praising it, I think. He, he, it's, it's amateurish at best, the way yeah. he... And he's... This is where we could have done with a stronger actor in this part. These yeah, kind of yeah. scenes, you know. Um... Yeah. I just, Christopher Lee, like you said earlier, would have been great. I can just picture Christopher Lee jumping up and, and saying the exact same lines, but giving it a bit more gravitas. Being, being quite terrifying. I mean, Christopher Lee could underplay, and it, yeah. would, it would just work so well. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Mike Raven underplayed anything, I mean, he just... <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't notice him, would you? <laughs> yeah, he, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't really be there. No, no. So, oh, God, dreadful. I can't even watch the scene. I've got the film in front of me yeah. here. I'm just kind of going from scene to scene, and it's just awful. <laughs> it's terrible. Sorry, so, um, okay, yeah, she, so she... She runs out. Right, and then she says, I'm leaving. I'm yeah. getting out of here. But and then he says, you make me sick. Go away. It's the way he says it as well. It's just... Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. like a little kid, isn't he? You know. Um, she, but then she runs out, and she's attacked by someone. And she's yeah. she's quite brutally stabbed, and then her body is dumped out the window, and then shoved into the back of a car and driven away. Yeah. So that's the first that's murder. Like, sort of, as that's happening, you've got shots of people. Judy Matheson there is smoking in mm-hmm. bed, mm-hmm. listening to what's going on. You've got the other guy polishing his swords. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you've got, you know, <laughs> you've got Michael drinking, and they're all sort of brooding in bed, all kind of you know thinking about things. And all of a sudden, she's murdered. Yeah. So who was it? Who 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 did this awful thing? It yeah. could be any of them. In 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 terms of what we know, the twist is going to be it, it, that is quite good. It is quite a good quite a good twist. 
I'm trying, all right? Yeah, I'm trying. I mean, at, the, at the end of the film, I was surprised. I said, oh, <laughs> it, it was her. Okay, yeah. We, we, we won't spoil surprised. it. We won't spoil it for anyone who has not seen this film yet. Because you never know. <laughs> Once they listen to this episode, people will be rushing out to watch Crucible of Terror. I'm telling you. <laughs> they will. <laughs> it's, it is available on YouTube. Yeah. Is that where you watched Absolute, it? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. streaming on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, I do have the DVD as well, but it is on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched it on YouTube as well, and I've got the DVD, so it's just easier, wasn't it? Um. <laughs> it's so much easier just to yeah. flick something on YouTube or something rather than actually getting up and getting a DVD and putting it on. What have we become? Oh, what have we become? Yeah. I know. Oh. So it's the next morning, and Millie um, shares a chat with Marcia. And Michael tells everyone that Jane's left him. Yeah, he does. Victor then tells John that he knows about the exhibitions and that Michael has been pilfering his stuff away yes. some, somehow. Um, but he's oddly fine with it, creepily suggesting that Millie could pose for him sometime. Yeah, in in you know to make up for that. Yeah, that's what that's what he's getting yeah. at, and. Uh, James so Bowen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. James Bowen's character is well up for that, isn't it. he? Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. they value some of Victor's paintings, and Victor passively aggressively attacks Michael again. Who he tries to stand up to him, but then Victor just wears him down somehow. Yeah. I don't quite know how Mike Raven could wear anyone down, but he manages yeah. to do it somehow. So again, he's runs great acting. Down by the end of this film. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dearie me. Okay. And then we cut to the beach, and Marcia and Millie are having fun in the water. Oh, yes. He whispered something to Marcia, didn't he? So why don't you take her to the beach to That's have a right. play? Yeah. And he whispered something, and then she laughed quite sort of. They've got a plan of what they were going to do to this poor girl. I think Marcia's got her own plan of what she wants to do to Millie, though, hasn't she? Yeah. 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 Um, it looks a bit on the cold side as well, I've got to say. I wonder if it was cold. I can't remember if Judy told me that it was cold or not. I wonder. Mm, I think she might have mentioned it on, on our interview as well. I have to go yeah. back and listen. But it looks cold. Um, yeah. We cut back to the house and Victor tells John that he's not interested in making money. And yeah. Michael just storms out. So then Victor yeah. looks out of a window and he notices... This is what I didn't understand. He notices Millie and Marcia frolicking on the beach. How close are they to the beach? Because he looks out the window yeah. and they're right there, aren't they? Yeah, so he's got like a house literally on the beach. On the it beach. It doesn't look like it's on the beach, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's not. Yeah, that's, that's, that's clever editing right yeah, there, isn't it? Magic of movies, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't even notice that before. I never even thought about that. Yeah. So he has well, a... apparently his house is right there on the beach. Apparently okay. so. Apparently so, yes. Um, okay. Let's hope there's no storms like, like what we've got at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. He change, he has a sudden change of heart after he sees them frolicking, and he says that he's decided that he'll sell some of his work, but for cash only, which John has to produce by the end of the day. So this is a way for him yeah. to get rid of him, isn't it? Yeah, he wants the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we cut back to the beach, and Millie is rubbing some suntan lotion onto Marcy's back, and mm-hmm. Judy's all predatory in this, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you take your top off, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And um, we notice that Michael is just sitting nearby drinking and oogling them, isn't he? Oh, it's just hilarious. Ron's leg is just fantastic in this scene. <laughs> T- tell me about his leg, Chelsea. I know, just, just, he's just sat there and his leg is doing some kind of weird manoeuvre with his leg just over the top. I don't know if that was comfortable or why. <laughs> it just 
it. It's just like, wow, the leg. He is in a funny position, I will say that. He yeah. is. Yeah. Sort of relaxing back there, but he's got one leg sort of right over to one side. If, if you do, if these people listening to this, if anyone is listening, I'm sure they might have switched off by now. But <laughs> if anybody is and they want to watch this film, just look out for the leg. It's great. Look out for the leg. That's, that's the Look t- out for the leg. Do you know that's what? Great. I think that's the title of the episode, Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> look out for the leg. <laughs> Uh, oh gosh! Yeah, so he's 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 being creepy and predatory like he always is in these kind of films. He's having a great time until yeah until Marcia starts throwing stones at him. Yep, yeah, she she calls him over kind mm-hmm. of, so he jumps up and drunkenly staggers over, thinking he's in for a right good time, mm-hmm. and she starts throwing rocks at him, little stones at him. And at first, he thinks it's all a bit amusing until they start actually hitting him in the face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all fun and games until you get rocks in your face. And he, he collapses into the sea. Yeah. Um, and then we cut to John heading out back to town to go and try and raise the money. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we cut back to the beach, um, Michael's managed to drag himself back out of the water, only to be bludgeoned to death with a huge rock by an unseen assailant. Yeah, and we assume that it's Marcia, really. Or, or, or Victor, because they'd have that sort of row. And, yeah. you know, you just kind of think, hmm. You're supposed to think it's one or the other, aren't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a point in this when I couldn't remember who the actual killer was, and I wonder whether maybe it was Victor's wife. Cause they, they, that, would have been, that would have been great. They do hint at that a little bit. That would have been great. I think that would have been a really good mm. ending. I, I like your ending as well with, like, uh, <laughs> Judy Matheson kind of... That would have been good, but having the sort of docile... Um, you know, strange, infantile lady actually being the killer. That would have been that would have been good. It, it, it's weird that in an hour of recording, we've managed to come up with two better endings to this film than they did. <laughs> but all yeah. right. So later, yeah. Vic, Victor's having tea with Marcia and Millie, and he's creeping all over Millie again, trying to uh-huh. still trying to get her to to model for him, but she cries off. Uh-huh. Uh, back in town, John's trying to raise the cash, and he's not having much luck. Is he's trying to ring various people, and they're all they don't want to know. Yeah, he's in his phone box. He's he, in a phone box doing it. Yeah, in a phone That's, box. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. yeah, Victor is still pestering Millie back at the house so much so that she goes to her room and she bars the door. So she's getting a little bit frightened of this guy now. Yeah, and he he. I mean, like James Boland's he knew full well that she's told him that Victor's acting creepy around her. Mm-hmm. He still left her there. He still left her. Yeah, I mean, anyone with any sense would t- would t- get the hell out, both of you, wouldn't you, really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but no, he left. He left her there and hoped for the best. Hopefully, she can sort of um, soften the blow a little bit. You know, try and get the money down. You know, try and what what do you call it? Grease the wheels. Soft- yeah, grease yeah. the wheels kind of thing. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah. You have to say that 70s and 80s um, movies and TV of that time do not paint a good picture of 70s man, do they? <laughs> they don't. No. no. Oh, dear. So we get another... Uh, a, I'm going to say it's a good scene, even though it involves Mike Raven. But oh. it's the scene between Marcy and Victor where... Um, She's just sarcastically teasing him about Millie and Jane. Um, I think they're laying on the bed. Yep, I've got it right here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but again, Mike Raven just feels like a parrot saying lines. He, he, it's, it, it feels like he's reading it 
rather than feeling yeah. it, if you know what I mean. Judy's acting and he's not. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and I get you get the impression that she knows it as well, <laughs> don't you think? Yeah, yeah. She, she's looking a bit bored now, I yeah. think. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be on her side. <laughs> the camera yeah. yeah oh dear george then shows millie his collection of old weapons and that freaks her yeah. out even more yeah it's just all random but come, yeah come and look at me swords you know he <laughs> must he must live there in that house he must, he, yeah he must he's got like a room hasn't he yeah mm-hmm. john then goes to see um joanna melissa Striebel's character again and he tries yeah, she's he, fabulous she, she only gets like two scenes but she's fantastic in both of them she uh, really is and, and he's he, sort of asking her for money and saying she sort of comes on to him a little bit doesn't she yeah she, you kind of get the impression that she's saying okay I'm, I'm, I might give you the money but what am I going to get out of it yeah don't you, know. you fancy me and exactly he's like, well yeah you know because it's the 70s of course I do and he's gone though isn't he because he's yeah. he's a 70s man as we've said yeah of course, you know. yeah absolutely uh, all men in the seventies fancied all women. <laughs> hey, I've That's seen it. That's I, the way it is. I've yeah. seen, and it works both ways because all women didn't matter what you look like in the seventies. All women fancied all men because I've seen those confessions films. I know you exactly, know. and all those men in there, yeah, those women, they all fancied those men. Yeah. Yes, no matter what they look like. Look yeah. at on the look at on the bosses. I yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you've got uh, is it Reg Varney there? Yeah. yeah. Prime material there. Women couldn't get their hands off him. <laughs> um, she she also reveals. Joanna also reveals. We should say that um, Northern Man, her husband, she thinks he's away on a business trip. So obviously the the body's disappeared. So nobody knows he's been murdered. Yeah. Millie, by, by somebody we don't know. By somebody we, we don't, don't know. know we yeah. don't know who's murdered him. We uh, do we ever find out? No. Nope. No, I don't think we do. No. So she thinks he's away on business. Yeah. There's a lot of unanswered questions in this in this film, Chelsea. Absolutely. Yeah. I just. Yeah. Okay. So then. M- Millie goes for a walk and realizes that Victor's kind of stalking her a little bit. He's following her. Yeah. And again, um, more great. <laughs> Go on. That shot of Mike Raven standing there, legs akimbo, with his hands on his hips. Oh, that's hilarious. He's like a seventies yeah. album cover, isn't it? You know, oh, it's the like... wonder she's lamp, yeah. <laughs> God. Um, and there's, but there, again, there's more great use of the, of the bleak Cornish coast and, and the locations around there. All, yeah. all that does look good. Very uh, atmospheric. It's very atmospheric. She goes to hide in a cave, and Victor follows her in, and he forces her further and further inside the cave. Oh, yeah. It was so annoying, that scene, when he's yelling at her to come out. It, went, it goes on a bit, doesn't it? Oh, it's just so annoying. Yeah, it was, it was the most annoying scene in the film, that one, yeah. But she ends up getting pushed further and further into the old tin mine, which the caves are connected yeah. to. She panics and she takes a bit of a fall, only to be found by Dorothy, who slowly and quietly leads her away. And yeah. she hides, she helps to hide her from Victor. She knows where Victor goes in those caves. Yeah. And she knows how to get the ladies out of there because he's probably trying to trap her so again like we said she's a bit more clued in than what people are giving her credit for yeah she knows what he's up to and what he's doing and she knows the hidey holes in there that he's got yeah and yeah because she goes she goes to confront him doesn't she she goes to confront him and as you say it turns out that she kind of knows what's been going on all along then we see bill stoking the coals of the underground furnace as millie stumbles in so bill's been 
how much does Bill know what's been going on then? Um, I would say quite a bit, um, but he's sort of in denial, perhaps. Maybe, maybe. His 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 role in this, I think, is to protect Dorothy. Um, Dorothy. Yeah. yeah, he seems to be protecting her, and that's why he's kind of moved in as keeper. Yeah. Because yeah. he's keeping an eye on Dorothy. He's not anything to happen to her because he loves her, and he always did. Yeah, I think that's. I think yeah, I think I think that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. They then take Millie back to the house, and she's clearly getting the feeling that she's in great danger here. Not just that this guy's creepily trying to um, touch her and stuff. She's she's actually feels yeah. like she's in danger. Um, but again, Marcy just finds the whole thing amusing. I think we all do at this point. Uh, do you think that's because the character of Marcia she she doesn't feel that. Um, Victor's much of a threat at all, really. He, he's not. He's not a threat to her. Definitely no, not. No. So Dorothy is. Wait- like I said, I think she. I think those two are in cahoots. I think um, Marcia and Victor are in cahoots with the whole thing. What? So you think Marcia even knows about the? Yeah. Um, oh right, about the statue making and all of that Absolutely, going on. Absolutely, I do. Yeah. I suppose Marcia's the kind of character that, as long as he's doing it to somebody else, he's not going to do it to me. Yeah, she's not bothered. No, no. So Dorothy is waiting for Millie in her room, and she's gone back. Dorothy's gone back to being a strange kind of off kilter character again, where she had that moment of yeah. clarity, and now she's gone back to being a bit a bit weird. And she warns Millie that she's got to get away from here. And because, so like you say, she's a bit more clued up on what's going on. Yeah, and she, she knows it's going to happen. She tells she tells Millie about a toy dog called Tom Tom. Mm. Who sometimes bites people that she doesn't like. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah, all very, all very odd. Yeah. And one, the weird mask from Millie's dream, as uh, she finds it in her bed, doesn't she? Yeah, it's it's like a she had a premonition, a psychic premonition. I'm guessing, and we're we're not really giving it away because I think people probably worked it out now. It turns out that Millie is the one who's been possessed by the spirit of this dead girl from the beginning. Yeah. So do you think that Millie put that there herself and doesn't remember doing it? That was the impression well, I maybe, got. Well, maybe Dorothy put it there. Yeah, possibly, possibly. Mm. Yeah. Victor then asks uh, Bill if Millie reminds her of his Japanese friend, as he calls her. And George, Japanese bird. Japanese bird, and George Japanese doesn't. Bird. George says he doesn't see it, and it turns out that that George, Bill, Bill there's yeah. too many names in this. Um, <laughs> Bill, it turns out that Bill. This is where we find out he's always had a thing for Dorothy, as you said. He's they they there's a bit of an unspoken thing going on. Yeah. John, meanwhile, is trying to get back to the house, but his car's broken down in the middle of nowhere. Okay, so does he have the money? Does John have the money? I'm guessing that, that whatever deal he struck with um, Joanna has worked and he's got the money. Yeah, because that's not really spoken about either, is no, it? No, it's not. But at this point, it's kind of become irrelevant, hasn't it, I suppose, to the movie. I mean, it, it was irrelevant yeah. about 20 minutes into the film, to be honest, so it's not, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> back at so the, he's on his way back. He's on his way back, but he's broken down. Back at the house, everyone is... Tensely quiet in the sitting room until Victor comes in and he starts getting weird with Marcia and he tells Dorothy that she's old and ugly. Um, but then Bill comes in and he puts a stop to it, doesn't he? He actually stands up to Victor. And that's the first time we see anybody stand up to Victor. And it's only because he's, he's really laying into Dorothy, isn't he? With really yeah. nastily saying things about her. 
Yeah, the tension is building even more. It is. <laughs> even more. Edge of my seat. I was on edge of my seat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, yeah. <laughs> I still <laughs> am. You haven't moved. It's dangerous. John then rings the house and he tells Millie about uh, breaking down, but she's just desperate for him to get back. Um, but this is where he's, he tells her he's more worried about Millie putting a spanner in the works, and he just says to her, like, just don't ruin this for me, just get on with it, just do whatever he wants. He just does not care, does he? He doesn't care. So I'm guessing he has got the money, because if he thinks that, yeah. you know, he, he's, he's heading back with it, isn't he? Bill then says that he's going to get in his van and he's going to drive out to help John get back. Uh-huh. Dorothy then confides uh, that in the caves she's seen, quote, someone. But she, That's all she says. I've seen someone in oh, those caves. And we're, yeah, okay. And is that the guy with the shades again? Uh, <sighs> or is it Millie? I think she's referring to Millie. Yeah. In the kimono. Yeah, so she's been sort of skulking around yeah. in there when she's sort of been possessed. I think so. Yeah. Millie then goes back to the forge and finds Victor there. He tells her that he wants to preserve her beauty forever. Um, why does she... Because she's not possessed at this point, so why does she go back to the forge, the one place where she might actually bump into Victor? Maybe from what John told her. You know, encouraging her to... Uh, yeah, grease the wheels, as we said. Yeah, yeah, be nice to him for until I get back. Maybe but, that's why. Because I was he seem to be possessed. No, I felt like this scene just it just happens out of the blue, doesn't it? it yeah, just... she seems like it's meant to be a bit creepy. Like we're watching him do terrible things. Mm. Um, she just like again, she just seems a bit bored. A bit bored, yeah. Yeah, she seems a bit bored and a bit tired, a bit hungry. And so she's just sort of, she's just going along with going with the motions. Really, she's not particularly. Maybe she's meant to be possessed. I don't know. It's hard to tell. It really is hard to tell. You're right. Yeah. Um, yeah. We we cut back to Marcia going to see Victor in his studio, wanting to model for him, but he's not interested. So Victor's back in his studio from the forge somehow. Yeah, why is it, that's very, it's cut from there to there, yeah. seemingly no reason. Okay, so now we're back in his studio. Yeah, it's all a bit disjointed now, isn't it? It's all this getting, very yeah. strange, this part of the film. Yeah, okay. And Mar- Marcy tries to threaten Victor, but he basically tells her that, he just tells her to bugger off, doesn't he? He's not yeah. interested yeah. anymore. Marcy then goes to Millie's room, and she's very, very contrived with her, isn't she? She's kind of lacing the conversation with vague poisonous hints about things that might happen or might not happen and you have to you know you're gonna have to watch yourself and all this kind of thing like she's her friend but she's there's a little undercurrent of nastiness under it all as well oh, isn't definitely there? yeah mm. i still think that her and victor are in cahoots but mm-hmm. then he's kind of giving her even more of a brush off so she's angry so she's gonna go and take it out on millie oh millie mm-hmm. yeah that's what i'm getting from this marcy then goes back to her room uh, as victor pesters millie again about posing he's still pestering her and then later, Marcia is woken up by someone, someone that she clearly knows, because when she opens the door, she's like, oh, you, so you decided to come then? Mm-hmm. And this person throws, is it boiling wax or oil onto her face? I think it's wax, acid, isn't it? Acid, I'm assuming mm. it's wax. I'm assuming it's that stuff that he was heating up, mm-hmm. or that was being heated up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that was her, she's being attacked. She collapses on the bed, screaming. And then we cut from that 
to Millie posing for Victor, who's sketching her. <laughs> yeah, it's... Oh, right, yeah. It's all very strange. And did no one hear Marcia screaming in her room? Yeah, because that, um, that was quite loud. It was, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Loud and painful, yeah. And then he gets a bit all handsy again, touching her leg, and she runs out, and he chases after her. Um, at this point, it, start, it, it does start to speed up this film now because we're, we're rapidly closing in on the end. Yeah, yeah. so John's John's getting in the uh, the van there. Yeah, she ends up Millie ends up in the mines and she finds Michael's body because for some reason it's been dumped there from the beach. And it, it made me laugh because why is it so decomposed? It's only been like half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> it's that Cornish water. Is that Cornish yeah, water? There's a lot of salt in there, I'm telling you. Yeah, it's um, not been that long since that he... But it's quite, it's quite green and, excuse me, it's quite decomposed. It is, I thought it that is. was quite baffling, but yeah. And then she finds Dorothy, who seems to have cut her own wrists. Yeah. And... Quite sad, yeah. Millie then faints, and Victor puts her onto his table, ready to turn her into one of his statues. Mm. And there's a lot well, of heavy... That's what presuming is going to happen, yeah. There's a lot of heavy breathing going on as well, isn't there? Look. And she's wearing the kimono. She's got the kimono on. Yeah, uh, it's very yeah. important that we should point that out, that she does have the kimono yeah. on. Yeah. Bill and John get back to the house, and they start looking around for everyone, but everyone's disappeared. And then they go down to the forge. And she, For somebody who's collapsed, she's, let on, she's laying on that table quite in a very, in, in quite a good pose. She is. Maybe he posed her. She's unconscious. She's got her leg up, you know. I mean, she's doing it quite well for an unconscious person. <laughs> yeah, I've seen unconscious people, and I've never seen any of them do that. <laughs> so even, if you, even if you modelled them into the shape you wanted, it's not going to hold. <laughs> so that that's pretty good. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's good to know, that, Chelsea. Thank you. Oh, yeah. honestly. Why, <laughs> this frigging film. <laughs> yeah, so they come, they, come, they come back to the house, yeah. you know, uh, and Victor's a, dying to know what's going to happen, as we all are. And Victor is about to start his process when, instead yeah. of Millie laying there, it's suddenly the girl from the beginning of the movie, but all melted, yes, with a melted yes. face. And she comes alive, disfigured, and she starts to stalk Victor. And um, so this is where we get the reveal that Millie's yes. possessed by this spirit of this girl, the Japanese bird. Yeah. The Japanese. I'm just checking because you know, um, she attacks Victor with a with a blowtorch and he fights her off. And, and Mike Raven, you can't tell if Mike Raven's scared or shocked or anything. It's hard to tell really because he still looks a bit bored. Yeah, there's not a lot there, is there, to work with really? Yeah, no. And just he's trying as, to get away from her, I think. I think he's definitely trying to get away from her. Yeah. But, but if you're trying to discern any any emotion or feeling from his face, good luck. Because yeah. I can yeah. get it. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Mm. But yeah, from what, what we're gathering, she's attacking him. And just as Bill and John barge in, she pushes Victor onto his own furnace and she burns him alive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's what you would do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Would, would that really. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of just hot coals, though. Would he suddenly burst into flames like that? But okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it, lo it looks pretty good. It looks good. It does look good. It's, it's shot quite well. John, yeah. John is screaming, Millie, no. So they see Millie, whereas yeah. we as the audience and Victor see the dead girl. Yes. Um, later, we get some ambulance people and police, and they take the body away, leaving John at a loss as to what's actually been going on. But Bill explains about the dead Japanese girl and about 
her wanting revenge. So, like you said, he, he, he knows what's been happening, doesn't he, all along? Well, why didn't he say it at the very beginning of the film? You'd think so, wouldn't you? <laughs> why, did, why didn't he tell us and save us all from this? He could have just told us. <laughs> We could have gone home. And it's a really clunky exposition scene, isn't it? It's such, a, it's such a silly ending. Oh, yeah, well, by the way, this is what happened. And it's like, oh, thanks for telling us. You, you don't put a massive exposition dump at the end of the movie and then it ends. It's, yeah. it's like writing 101. It's just, you don't do yeah. that, you know. But that is the end and that closes off Crucible of Terror. It's it's a it's a fun hour and a half. It's fun if you if you can watch it and have a bit of a laugh about it, like what we have. It's great. Don't expect much, you know. But, you so know, well, I was going to ask you. Worse. I was going to ask you what what do you think of it, but you've kind of said, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, I, like, I've seen worse. I've, you've definitely seen better, but I have seen worse. Yeah, I'd agree with you. It's a weird one, this, isn't it? I mean, on paper, it, it should work better than it does. Ah, I guess so. Like they're showing the guy at the end being suffocated. I guess by Millie is showing. The yeah. T- I mean, why is Millie? Why is she okay? Yeah. Well, <laughs> lots of unanswered questions. I mean, it is a solid yeah. idea. You know, the sculpture making, yeah. uh, make, making sculptures out of living bodies. That's a good idea. I mean, it's a bit of house of wax, but you know, yeah, it, it's all really of uh, of revenge from beyond the grave, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I like the location stuff, and and um, I like the vibe between some of the characters. You know, the the way that it's all slightly off kilter between everybody. Some very strong performances. Yeah, by everyone but Mike Raven. <laughs> really. Really, really, yeah. Do you I know, mean, I wrote the exact same thing, yeah. <laughs> word for word. Yeah, I mean, what else can you say for something like that? Yeah. Yeah, they're they're all good apart from one. Uh, <laughs> um, he just doesn't have the skills to pull it off. That's that's that's, that's all you can I say. Think really. wa- I think he wanted to. It was his dream, and it just didn't happen. He, he he's more snivelling and pathetic than than anything else, isn't he? If that's what he was going for, then it works. But that's not what he was going for, is it? No, I mean, somebody, like, if you play a villain like that, sometimes you can get some pathos and you can actually get some sympathy for the villain. Sometimes Mm -hmm. an actor can actually bring that out in, in, you know, get that from the audience and he he does not at all. Yeah. You end up feeling sorry for everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) That's true, you really do. Um, He he should have been the red herring and one of the other characters should, should have been the person doing the sculpting, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you say, Marcia doing the sculpture yeah. would have been fabulous. That would have been that would have been really good. Mm-hmm. But yeah. having, having said all that, I do kind of enjoy this film. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I love it. I love the film right up to the bit where Michael gets killed, and then I kind of lose interest. Really <laughs> Ron's not there, so you know. I, I'm the same. I, I love the film up to the point where Marcia dies, which unfortunately is right near yeah. the end of the film. So I have to sit through all the film really you know yeah but. i mean but yeah I mean, uh, yeah she she does play a good part we've said this she's she's really she's a strong actress and you know she she did a good job mm-hmm. yeah i love judy so, so I, I we, we always ask this question me and colin and i'm gonna ask the same one to you is it a hit it, it's a hit it's a hit okay um do, I'm gonna, do, you not, do you not agree i think i think it is like it's it's an enjoyable you can have a laugh through watching it. It's not so dire that you, you know. Yeah. 
Go, go on, go on. It's a, I'll say it's a hit as well because I can't I say I don't enjoy just it. Because of the strong performances of the other people mm-hmm. in it, really. I mean, James Boland, Ronald Lacey, Judy. I mean, you can't get better than that. It, it, shall we say it's, it's a personal hit, but it's not a hit. But personally, yeah. it's a hit. I think. For I us. think for us, I think you know we we enjoy it for 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 reasons. <laughs> for reasons, <laughs> I, I think that if you're not into any of the actors that are in it. Then probably give yeah. it a miss. Give it a miss, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the northern chap at the beginning is just fabulous. It's a shame <laughs> he wasn't in it a bit more. It would have been great if he was the murderer, if he turned oh, up at the end. Just out of the blue, he turns up at the end. That would have been great. Yeah, it were me. It were me all along. Oh, yeah. she, she's possessed by the spirit of the northern bloke. Oh, yeah. And she has to get all northern. Yeah. And instead of having the kimono on, she's got a cloth cap and a whip it down her trousers. And, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and a cup of tea. And a cup of tea. She, yeah, she's got to be tatties though. Got to be tatties, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it'd work. It would. It would. Missed opportunities. Yeah. Missed opportunities. Yeah. So that that is it for this episode of retrospection. Thank you again, Chelsea. Still laughing there, can yeah, you? Tell people at the beginning of this not to bother listening because it's just <laughs> absolutely silly. Oh no, this is this is top. This is top draw compared to some of the some oh, of the episodes me and Collie yeah. do. Don't trust me. Um, oh goodness me! Thank you for joining us again. Oh, you're very very welcome. I love it. You're starting to rack up those episodes now. Yeah, we should we should do Disciple of, of Death as well. I think that would just oh, be... Dear. Now, that is a definite miss. You don't even need to watch. I'll tell you right now it's a miss. <laughs> but we could we could do that. Well, the, we've got the sequel plan then. We'll do that one in yeah. the future. So, yeah. Okie dokie. So, where can our listeners find you on social media and all that stuff? Oh, goodness me. Uh, we're still on Twitter, Ronald Lacey fans. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, we're still on Instagram. That's still up and running. Twitter has got the most activity from people. That's that's a really really good spot. The website is due to be is going to be going live very soon. Fantastic. And you've been working with um, Rebecca as well, haven't you? With yes, you've, I have. you've been speaking to Rebecca, doing interviews yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, got lots of nice uh, personal photographs of Ron and mm-hmm. stuff that she's got up in Wales in his cottage that he had up there. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I always check in on Twitter and have a look what's going on and there's always interesting stuff that you post and, and on Facebook yeah. so yeah I urge everyone to go and if you haven't already check out check out all that oh thank you yeah so thank you to everyone for listening thank you Chelsea um, if you thank you to all our Patreon supporters I must remember to do that and um, yeah. join us next time for some more of this twaddle from me and Colin <laughs> and, and Chelsea at some point again in the future so until uh-huh. then Bye-bye. You can say bye. Oh, okay. (laughs) I was just letting you sign off. Uh, uh, Yeah, bye. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) Brilliant.